0: Hi, I'm Naomi Wadler, and you're listening to Now This Kids, presented by H&M. In the United States, our communities are diverse in so many ways. People of various ethnicities, religions, and gender identities work and live together. It's these differences and our freedom to express them that make us who we are. But some people are threatened by those differences, promoting division and hatred against what they don't understand. Today, we're exploring a recent wave of bullying affecting Asian Americans, why it's happening, and how we can stop it are the three things you should know. Bullying might seem like a big problem that you can't fix by yourself. And truthfully, that's because it is. No one person can take this on alone. It's small, community-centered actions that will make a lasting impact. Have you heard the term representation before? Essentially, representation ensures that marginalized people are seen or heard in the media we consume. You may notice that most TV shows you watch feature actors who are playing roles of white, straight, cisgendered people. But in the real world, our communities don't always look like that. Representation helps marginalized people see themselves and their possibilities, and it helps those with privilege understand another perspective. The more we see or listen to stories of people who are different from us, the more we'll be able to understand, empathize, and support them. As you'll hear later in this episode, Asian-Americans have had a tough year, You might even know people who have been bullied simply because they're Asian. It's important to remember that you have the power to help or support those who are bullied. Studies show that if someone steps in to help, bullying stops within 10 seconds, 57% of the time.
1: The ongoing coronavirus pandemic has upended the lives of many people and left some looking to assign blame for the crisis. Since COVID-19 was first detected in Wuhan, China, people of Asian descent around the world have become targets of racism and bullying. Throughout the past year during the pandemic, attacks on Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders increased dramatically, with more than 3,700 incidents reported in the US. Meet Emily Koo and Joyce Wiley. Hi everyone. Hi everybody. Authors of the children's book Young Proud and Sunji. They're going to talk about how we can all have meaningful conversations about anti-Asian bullying and racism.
2: My name is Joyce Lee. I'm a Ph.D. candidate in the joint Ph.D. program in Social Work and Developmental Psychology at the University of Michigan. I study family processes that benefit children's socio
3: and emotional development. Hi, everybody. My name is Emily Koo. I am a current Masters of Social Work student at the University of Michigan, and I am studying community organizing and community and social systems. You know, as Asian Americans, I think we were looking for some type of resource, right, to address topics around race, identity, equity, justice, especially geared towards kind of a younger audience, because some of these topics can be heavy, right? The motivation behind Young, Proud, and Songji was essentially to encourage and support the Asian American communities, especially in a time right like right now, where um, a lot was going on, right? So a lot of confusion, especially with the younger ones. So how can we create some type of context and language to create a sense of peace in a way um, that's happening around the world?
1: Young, Proud & Sungji is available for free as a downloadable PDF. We
2: wanted to make sure the book was reaching a diverse audience, You know, socioeconomic status. Within the Asian American community, it's an incredibly diverse group of people. With different sort of backgrounds and classes and ethnic groups, and um, it was really important that this was a free resource available to everybody and anyone who wanted to read it.
3: A lot of the characters and narratives were based on real life stories, real life people, and real life environments, and we were really influenced by that. Sungji is actually a name of a friend, a really close friend of mine, who's a current DACA recipient, and Joyce's son is actually. Um, was the little baby in in the book. <laughs> and you know, there's like little things that we were thinking about um, to try to bring out the Asian American experience. Even the, the idea of, of being placed in a small business, that was influenced by a lot of Asian Americans Having and owning small businesses, right? A lot, majority of them actually own small businesses, including my parents. And, and yeah, there's a lot of different ways that we were kind of brainstorming this, but um, we were really trying to be intentional about it.
2: Yeah, we have um, received actually quite a bit of feedback from the community, um, including parents, children, which are like the most precious thing to be able to hear from them directly. That you know they could relate that. They finally see somebody who represents them or who looks like them in the book. That's tremendous. Um, We've had a few principals reaching out that this was so timely, that this was important, that they're so grateful that the material is available for free for teachers and educators and
1: themselves. Their personal experiences with microaggressions and bullying influenced how they wrote Young Proud and Sunji.
3: I felt othered when I was younger, when I was in middle school. And I was living in a small rural town. And I remember I was the daughter of the one of very few business owners, um, restaurant owners. And when I went to school, I was kind of known as the Empress girl because our restaurant was named Empress. I felt weird and unaccepted and just not included in conversations and yeah it was kind of, it was very hurtful. I don't think I realized how much it has affected the growth me personally and how much now I'm like an advocate of really trying to fight against things like anti-bullying or you know advocating for communities that are dealing with stuff like this too right so it's it's definitely something that has allowed me to create essentially a passion out of it.
2: Um, I know we're talking about you know um, childhood experiences but I want to sort of build on what Emily said, that it doesn't stop when you're an adult, right? And my incident involved this really good colleague of mine basically asking um, whether I was going to go back to my country after I was done with my PhD program. And I had to gently correct her saying, hey, I'm actually from Davis, California, you know, and this is my home and I'm American just like you, (laughs) you know? So there was a moment like that not too long ago where I felt like I was gently educating my colleague about how I belong, people who look like me belong in this country and we have, you know, the rights as Americans just like any other American would.
1: Emily and Joyce encourage others to let kindness inform how they speak about COVID-19 and Asian Americans.
2: Using terms like China virus Wuhan virus and Kung flu are so harmful to our communities because it stigmatizes.
3: Especially when we think about how these information is being spread around such powerful bodies in the world, it's even more dangerous, right? So I think that this is so dangerous because it essentially approves some, some acts of violence that are happening, right?
2: Right, your reaction to you know, the person or that group might be negative. And we don't want to promote that. We don't want our children to feel that and to have that implicit bias. Like Emily was saying, to have the former president and other leaders adopt this language gives validation that you can do this on a daily basis, and that's not okay, right? And I think using the correct term, which is COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, whatever you want to call it, you know, that was deliberately selected so we don't stigmatize, so that we don't attach a race group uh, to this virus. So I think that's
3: critically important. If you see something that's not right, if you see something that's wrong, speak out against it. And that's kind of what we were trying to Um, show in Young Proud and Sungju was was doing just that.
2: I think about the golden rule, so thinking about how would you like to be treated during this time? Would you like to be blamed for bringing COVID-19 to this country and spreading it to everybody? No, that's really, really hurtful. So thinking about how you'd like to be treated and applying those same sort of things that you would want to how you treat other people, I think is really important.
1: Let's talk about appreciating the perspective of others. A person's perspective is how they view a situation. This can be taken literally. As a short person, I may have a different perspective of a concert than a tall person. Perspective can also be interpreted figuratively. As a black woman, I have a different understanding of the world than a white woman might have. It's important that we respect each other's perspectives and don't make others feel like their feelings don't matter. We can learn so much from simply listening to each other using the differences that make us unique to create a kinder and more inclusive world. Like Emily said, if you see something, say something. Being brave enough to speak up against bullies sets a trend for others to follow. And if you can't defend someone who's being bullied, you can always comfort them after, reassure them that someone cares about them and that they are perfect exactly as they are. Our diverse community only works if we take care of one another. So we have to remember to treat everyone with the respect and understanding we'd want for ourselves. This episode is sponsored by H&M, who is on a mission to platform the people of the future, the world's youth. Because H&M believes no one is too small to change the big picture, they've scoured the globe, uniting kid leaders from all walks of life to lift positive voices igniting change in their communities. They've put those voices front and center in a short film showcasing young activists and leaders from around the world. To watch the film, head over to hm.com backslash kids.
0: No one deserves to be discriminated against or made to feel like they don't belong. Do your part to learn more about communities and cultures you're unfamiliar with. Educating ourselves about each other's experiences makes it easier for us to recognize and call out bullying when it's happening. Being human means being on the same team. And I don't know about you, but I always have my teammates' backs. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Now This Kids, produced in collaboration with Edit Audio. If you liked it and found it helpful, please share it with a friend. See you next time.